0: Welcome. My name is Matt. I'm here with Andrew today. We're going to be talking about Idle Hands, another millennial horror movie chasing scream success with stoners and comedy. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Podcast. There, you know, you have the one set of doors and you have foyer right where the rugs are where you wipe your feet and then they have the other set of doors where you actually walk right into the store right Mm -hmm. well I went in that and they were behind me and immediately I recognized there was a bird in the corner Mm -hmm. and for some reason I didn't think to run out because I think we had other people behind us Mm -hmm. so I quickly whipped open the door and pulled it shut behind me Mm -hmm. locking the two boys in there with the bird and I was just like ah and I I panicked Mm -hmm. and uh Sounds like it. They weren't even scared. They just laughed at me and let the bird fly (laughs) away. Pretty much. I I felt pretty stupid. You know, I could do this real quick. Uh, Top five horror comedies. um, Okay, so it's been entirely too long since we got on the microphone. This is ridiculous. Yep. Um, I blame you. I blame you, too. And um, I blame a lot of other things, too. Yeah, me, too. Uh, Okay, so let's do our uh, top five horror comedies. We just kind of, like just recently decided to do this so this is kind of off the top of my head i'm sure that there's at least two or three i'm going to leave off this list that i should have on it yeah so if you guys actually want us to do a real thought out horror comedy list let us know and we'll try to do a better one but this is top we're just going to do top five real quick and i know you can do it on the cuff or off yeah. the cuff i hate doing it off the cuff i yeah. very much have to be on the cuff mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't even know what i be on the cuff is You have to have two cuffs. I only can... I can deal with just one cuff. I suppose that works. Um, So real quick, uh, top five horror comedies uh, versus comedy horrors. I guess we can get in a debate about which one is which and all that good stuff, but let's just talk about this. Uh, What's your number five horror comedy, comedy horror? Uh, Number five is Adam's Family. The one one from 91. Okay. I should have put that in there. I just didn't know if that was really horror or if that was more just a... uh, a macabre or goth horror. It's still under. I think it still falls under the category of horror. Though. Of horror, really. Yeah. So, what would you define as a horror movie, and how would that apply to the Adams? A family? horror movie, th- but the problem is, is there's so many subsections under a horror movie. That's true. You have slasher films. You have uh, uh, straight up gore. You have uh, thinking ones like Saw movies. But you would call Adams Family a horror movie? I would. Like you, I would a comedy. Horror? I would. Okay. I mean, mainly because of Uncle uh, Uncle Fester. Yeah, Mr. Fest. Yeah, um, you know he he makes a lot happen, but you know they well on the kids too. They're always yeah. oh trying yeah to cause They're trying harm to kill to each, each other. Each other. Well, yeah. yeah, for the most part, yeah. Well, it's mainly ju- well, no, okay. Yeah. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday does it. Pugsley's p- not, Pugsley. not trying Pugsley. to kill anybody. Well, well, well he I don't pulls know. out the stop sign, so he probably caused an accident at that intersection. We even hear it, but yeah. What's your number five? Okay, my number five is Cabin in the Woods. Um, I'm not a huge Joss I don't, Whedon I don't know fan. How comedy or that one like is that. though. It is though. I mean, if you, it goes back to the comedy when you're when you're looking at the company guys. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're placing bets on like what monster is going to come out and everything, and they're joking around about, oh, okay, you know, they're having sex now, and uh, you know, like let's say some of them have popcorn and everything. Right. So I think you know it's kind of like a little fun little thing. Fun. Um, I don't think there's it, that much. It's fun. about it's about <laughs> once, what you mean. Yeah, it's about. Like one step away from actual comedy that's light mm-hmm. because I mean, you're still like you're dealing with kind of sci fi elements of the horror right. or whatever. But um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, like I said, we're doing a lot of these off the top of our head. And that was one that I, that I watched that I thought was it, pretty good, even though I don't like Joss Whedon, <laughs> yeah. But see, I consider a lot of these, you know, um, like. Horror, like comedy horror movies, you know, like uh, no, I know scary it's scary movie is not. I don't consider that a horror movie at all. No, of course not. And I have no. I have they things they like the, the Adams Family here. Yeah. on here, so I think we're gonna be on. But these first couple that I have here are kind of like, you know, I guess yeah. stretches or whatever. That, that's the that's the whole thing where like where you get into the debate about what's a comedy horror and what's a horror comedy and differences and yeah. different stupid stuff. I, I, like I consider it more. I don't like the genre of. The comedy movie that's got some horror in it, kind of thing, you know, like scary movies. I can't stand those movies. I will not watch them, and I don't like them at all. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Bits and pieces I see, I just. I like the first one. The first one was really good. I don't like any of them. And even the second one with a guy with a hand. (laughs) Take my strong hand. Let me me stir up the mashed potatoes. (laughs) It's probably the only thing I like about that whole movie (laughs) or any of those movies. Yeah. I I love the Marlon, the Wayans brothers. I mean, those guys are super talented. The whole family (laughs) is. But I just do not like these movies. Or, or you know, what do they call it? The apocalypse movies. You know, the ones where they make fun of other movies. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Scary Movie is obviously, you know, originally made fun of Scream. they have, like, Epic Movie and... Uh, That's the, yeah, what I'm talking about. Like, like yeah. yeah, anything with Kim Kardashian in it. <laughs> um, do you, so, real quick before we move on to number four. Do you think that the cabin? You've seen Cabin in the Woods, right? Yes. So, do you think the Cabin is a Hellmouth yeah, obviously. because I mean it's, it's yeah. Joss Whedon, so you could always say that's another I think they're actually demons that work for Hell, not so much like even humans. Because a sense. lot of people are saying in the jo- or the Whedon verse or whatever, you have like Buffy, right? and yeah. then you have the cabin in the, the greatest cabin. TV shows ever, right? And they say that cabin in the woods bringing back the letting the demon. I'm um, spoiler alert, but I mean things are allowed to happen at the end of that movie yeah. to cause. Did you forget that we, we to, do we don't care to, if we spoil things? Okay, but to cause okay, so basically the end of the world right. happens at the cabin in right. the woods, and they're saying that the 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 property after that would be Firefly because you know nobody is on Earth anymore. Right. So I mean, you know, there's a whole theory, and I think you know, like Cracked After Hours goes over and everything. Anyways, yeah. Uh, which yeah. number four? My number four is Death Becomes Her. Okay, that's a really good one. Yeah, I watched that one about four weeks ago. ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in years. I saw somebody reacting to it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to watch reactions and everything because I like to see, you know, younger generations react to our movies and everything. Uh, I think it's fascinating, and that whole culture is fascinating. But um, I watched that, and I got about halfway through the reaction. I'm like, I got to watch this movie again. And so I watched it again. Phenomenal movie. I love this movie. Yeah, Bruce Willis is awesome in it. You know, couldn't, couldn't, stay tuned, go into the same category. Technically um, speaking, yeah, but didn't we decide that it was more like a sci-fi comedy? Yeah, because it's not on my really list. Horror? But like, it could be if it was considered that. Yeah, I think we tried to we tried to twist it into a horror uh, to have horn heels on to talk about it. But I think we decided during that episode that there was nothing really horror true, about it. And, true, and true. Alicia was kind of pissed that she had to watch it, <laughs> <laughs> so she made me watch Sharknado. I know, that's true. So my number four is in hat- the well, you made me watch that stupid. Leonardo DiCaprio one. Oh, whatever. My number four is Happy Death Day. So Okay, that's my number two. Okay, so when that came out, the, the trailer, I should say, when the trailer came out of that, I was just like, I rolled my eyes. Me too. I said, oh, this is going to be stupid. You know, yep. just another. And the movie was aware that people thought that way. Yes. Like, it, like, knew that people were coming into the movie thinking that way, and it completely twisted it into this fun movie to where it was like, I love this movie. It's a great movie. And part two is just as good, in my opinion. I still like one better, but two is very, very good. Right, right. But when they start getting into the whole multiple uh, dimensions and doing all But they handled it so- Oh, yeah, sure. So, like, pleasing in the sense that it was like you were happy the way that they handled- the basically the uh, the Groundhog Day effect, and they, they did it right, and it was kind of like self aware. So like mm-hmm. when Scream came out, people were like, "Oh gosh, another slasher movie, yeah. right?" But it revolutionized everything right. because it was self aware about itself. It yeah. spoke to that generation, correct? And I think that this speaks to this genre, the meme generation I now. Love and everything, these movies. and you're yeah. the ones that told me to watch this, and yeah. I watched it with with my daughter, and me and, and you we were, were both like, like "We're not so watching good. this." <laughs> yeah, and then I watch it, and I'm like, "Holy crap, I got to watch part two now." Yeah, and and you know the the amazing trailer within the club by uh, 50 Cent. And everything. It was just awesome. So, okay, that's your number two. That was my number four. I just have these other three ahead of it, but I love Happy Death Day. Yes. Great. Uh, What's your number three? Uh, My number three, which one, where, where did I, okay, so I had that one there. Um, well, I was thinking I got two of them here that I could do. Probably would have to be It's going to be a tie for me. Okay. Shaun of the Dead and Little Shop of Horrors. I just watched Little Shop of Horrors. love dude. both those films. I, I well, I watched it through a reaction because I don't like I don't mean, like musicals. But yeah, I do. You know, it, I thought you didn't like no, musicals. No, I like, cuz we've like, talked about like, this on the show before how much we both hate music. No, no, I I like uh like, um, uh, what's the Wizard of Oz one? The uh, Wizard of Oz. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's a musical. It's uh, no, it's about the evil evil witch, the Green Witch. Uh, oh, Wicked, Wicked! There we go. I, I want to see that live. Yeah. I really do. I've heard a lot of good things, and I read some of the book. I read mm. the first part where I was talking the about the whole take on it recreated that whole story yeah, made up. her a tragic character yeah. and everything but yeah um, so you said what is your, what is your tie again uh, it, tie is between Shaun of the Shaun Dead of the, Shaun Shaun and, of the and Little Dead. Shop of Horrors you know and this is why I hated doing this rush because I yeah. completely forgot about Shaun of the Dead yeah and, uh, that probably would have been on my, well, most like, yeah, it would have been on my list yeah. at least at number four or above, but, um, but yeah, that Shaun of the dead is very good. A uh, little shop of horrors. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, like again, Rick Moranis is, is such a genius in this film Yeah, for him to, to look the way he does and do some of the other films he's done. But I mean, I think he, he, you know, I mean, he was, he's a, uh, comedic actor, he was a comedic actor for him to do something like this just seems so out of pocket for him you know and it's phenomenal what's your favorite uh, scene in that movie in Little Shop of Horrors oh man I already have mine uh, I couldn't say. Mine's when Bill Murray goes to the Steve Martin, right. yeah. the dentist, because, you know, he's like a sadomasochist yeah. in the movie, right? So yeah. he loves the pain and everything mm-hmm. and everything. Like, and, but Steve Martin likes to give the pain yeah, and he doesn't like the Bill that Bill, Bill Murray, Murray likes. likes the pain and everything. <laughs> so it's like them going back and forth about how much Bill Murray's character can take it and how right. much Steve Martin can give it to right. him and everything. And it was just hilarious because yeah. like Bill Murray's <laughs> eyes are like rolling back. He's like, I love it. <laughs> So funny! Uh, all right, what's your number three? Oh wait, that was your number three. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Zombieland. Okay, that's that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, I I, I I guess it's more of a zombie movie with a bit of comedy in it. But I still counted it. Like I said, I kind of rushed through this. But right. um, Zombieland Two didn't quite capture what zombie the first Zombieland had. I mean, the Bill Murray cameo alone was fantastic. Right, but. Zombieland was just great. Um, you, you you didn't need to know anybody's real names. Um, and the neuroticism of um, Jesse Eisenberg, that's his name, right? Yes. Yeah, just just it it worked. Everything but it's so worked, funny and to him see and, him in that. Him and, and then, Woody Harrelson. Were oh yeah, great oh classics. Yeah, and great even he, Emma Stone was great in it. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and the way Bill or uh, Woody Harrelson would talk to Jesse Eisenberg's character, and how he just wanted Twinkie <laughs> but and they didn't like hear, damn snowballs. <laughs> but it's like it's like a brother, a little brother and big brother, you know, <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like and, like by ten years, yeah. And maybe a and then you see him Jesse something. Eisenberg in, in a film like. You know, uh, thirty seconds or less. You know, he's kind of the same type of role. And then you see him in like now you see me don't now you don't where he's like smooth smooth type person. You know, but I mean like he rarely gets those type of roles yeah. and everything. Yeah. And you got him and uh, Michael Pint or Michael Sarah, and you know some of these yeah. like what do you call them? Uh the the new they play all pack. like they 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 play all like I guess the beta the male characters yeah. in movies and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, all right, what's your number two? Uh, it's Happy Death Day Happy Death Day Okay we yeah. already talked about that My number two is Beetlejuice That's my number one Okay I yeah. love Beetlejuice It's so great You know We've already talked about mm-hmm. it In this channel If you guys want to hear us Talk about Beetlejuice Go back and listen to that episode You said it way We said it way too many times Beetlejuice you? Beetlejuice, you know, Beetlejuice Oh crap <laughs> and my Look, number It's black and white <laughs> On our wall right now I mean no lie Yeah so you have to follow The rules in that movie But you also have to follow The rules in my number one What's your number one My number one is Gremlins Okay. It's a great, uh, it's one of these, you know, maybe, maybe like little creature feature deals. But, but I, I, you know what I consider Gremlins? Not so much a horror movie as it is a Christmas movie. That's what I'm saying is that there's so much about it because it's one, a Christmas movie. It's yeah. a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's, uh, I'm sure you could, you know, come up with all kinds of different other movies that it is or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, a love story, you know, of two people finally getting together or whatever they need to do. It, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me get through this right now. Um, today we're going to be talking about Idle Hands. This movie. It came out and did it come out in 1999? Wow, this just—you can tell that you haven't done this in a while. Like the way that you usually just step into these—I know—these episodes. It's just so like just flows through. And, throw, and, and then, yeah. now you're like, now we're talking about <laughs> shut your face, Idle Hands shut your face today. To Wait, it, it, it is a 1999. Yeah, it was a 1999 yeah, movie. Yeah. This is one of the best years in in, in, in cinema. Film, in film, like, yeah. you know, Can't Hardly Wait, stuff like that, you know, like yeah. these these films in that era, you know. Like, they say there are are a few golden years in cinema. I think one is 1979, and then one is 1999 as well. And in my opinion, pretty much all of the 80s. Oh, and yeah. That's just my, my honest opinion. But I think pretty much all of the 80s is when we got some of the greatest cinema Granted, that's when we really started watching movies, you know, more in the mid, late 80s. The thing about but, the 80s, though, is for every good thing you got, there was a lot of schlock out there. Too. Yeah, but now everybody's like still putting it, ba- they're putting it back on a pedestal, like the garbage nonsense. Yeah, but all like, all, like the popular stuff. I mean, <laughs> look, like, we got all the schlock that's been buried, though? We literally right. got a TV show Karate named Kid, after the villain from one of the greatest that, 80s yeah. films, you know? Well, today we're going to be talking. Get, we're still getting uh, uh, Indiana Jones films, Star Wars films. Yeah, I don't want another Indiana Jones film. I'm good with what we got. Let's Do you re- realize how old this man is? That's what I'm saying. 80 years old. That's what I'm saying. Why are we watching an adventure movie with an 80 year old? True that. I don't want to I see mean, Indiana Jones. Don't get it twisted like when he was like, f- apparently he was 40 back when he did the original. Bring somebody else in, call them a different name because he doesn't want anybody else to play Indiana Jones, make it a Chris Pratt type of thing or whatever. Call him. Something else. It doesn't even have to be related. It'd be, it could be Reacher. like a it could be oh. like an Indiana Jones and Abner thing. Yeah. Abner Ravenwood taught. It could be Indiana Jones taught somebody else. I don't think we have to address the mutt slash Indiana Jones son thing that Shia LaBeouf and yeah. you know all that. Um, real quick today we're talking about Idle Hands. This movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. It was directed by Rodman Flender. Do you know who Rodman Flender nope. is? I've never heard of this guy before. We're gonna have to look him up. But it was written by uh, Terry Hughes-Burton. Uh, no relation to Tim Burton, I don't think. Uh, and Ron Milbauer. Uh, it stars Devin Sawa, Sawa. Devin Sawa as Anton Tobias. Um, uh, Seth Green as Mick. Eldon Henson as Penub, Jessica Alba as, as Molly. Vivica A. Fox as Debbie... Liqueur or liquor, depending on who you are in this movie. Uh, it also stars uh, Christopher, Ro- uh, sorry, Christopher Hart, Jack Noseworthy, Katie Wright, and many, many others. Let's go oh, a Fred wa- Willard. I had to yes, really say Fred yes, Willard because, because his father. Yes, because he's a um, he deserved to be he's an icon to be mentioned. He, he, he's a cinema icon. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and throw out uh, uh, Tom DeLonge. From Blink One Eighty Two yeah. is also in this movie. Is he really where? As well as the singer for Offspring. Um, offspring. What's his name? Uh, I can't yeah, remember. Singer from Offspring. Let's just He like changed that. his name. That look, I like Offspring and a lot of their music. I was never a fan uh, to know. It was band. during my high school, school years that kind of Offspring came out. Tom so. DeLonge, he was the uh, the fast food employee that that Devin Sawa well, like gave a lunch break so he could do the drive thru Oh, real tall. He's like, wow, cool. You know, and he's got I like the not notice that. Yeah. Yeah, so he gave him a little break, and he just looks like a little, like he doesn't know what he's doing. And everything. you see him but now; he looks like he he doesn't look like the pop punk uh, type he did back then. And, and you, see like, you see they're going on tour again. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So. I guess after Mark's cancer that he had to go and he yeah. had to go through all his chemo and everything, that you know Tom decided to come back and let's let's do another tour. Awesome. So we don't make any. I would love station. to uh, watch that show. I think the first together. show is supposed to be in Dallas what I heard. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so. Um, So let's give a warning before we watch this film, or we talk about this film, right? All right, you give a warning. We realize that there's nothing accurate in this film as far as, you know, there's no kind of- The occult. There's no playbook or anything for this film. It's just kind of like a lot was just thrown out there. Pretty much none of this film makes any sense whatsoever, <laughs> or follows any kind of horror rules, or even remotely, it leans more towards the comedy side of it. Definitely. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pure early 2000s or late Correct. 90s horror movie. A la, uh, not like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer, but like, um, ghost ship or 13 ghosts or you know these her zombie it's kind of like an eye zombie type but thing. i mean even like before that where you had like the the uh like the what was it the, the electronic rock that was in the yeah. early 2000s uh-huh. that would have the themes like the theme in this movie yeah. is very rockish like mm-hmm. uh Freddy versus Jason yeah. had um I, I think it not, but but it, it's, not it, like it's not like a rock it's not like a See, classic rock it's more like a pop punk or pop what I'm ch- no it's like God, what is the band? I keep wanting to say C not C Who is in? Uh, who is the the band that did the uh, the music for Freddie vs Jason? Oh, it's gonna make me so angry! <laughs> oh my god! I, I well, am gonna try to it, ignore it. It's <laughs> funny because it's you know they they do have some some a lot of kiss in this film. That is true. You know, it's it's kind of almost like a theme song. It plays more i think of kiss songs and kiss music than it does pretty much you could tell that either the director or the writer were a fan of kiss there's a lot of 80s inspired rock music like what randy was listening to yeah. and, and his ford yeah don't touch my ford <laughs> don't let him take my ford Don't let him take my ford <laughs> but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh 80s type music i mean like the offspring they're covering a the Ramone yeah. song that yeah. i want to be sedated and everything so i mean you got a lot of that I think it felt like it started out. it started or it felt like it started out wanting to be a straight horror comedy like leading in more into the horror right and then as it went on it kind of leaned into comedy and ridiculousness I mean as the puppet you yeah. know as it goes on you know, By the yeah. very end We're left with this puppet scene I think it was kind of like, like a, Oh my gosh What am I watching now This is like a Monty Python thing It's almost <laughs> like a, Yeah things. And it's, it's almost is, like The Wayans watched this film Yeah And it we're was like, like a Hey let's make scary movie like this You know what I mean it The climax like They pulled some of the Yeah they pulled a lot of the uh, The comedy The way that the comedy Was done in this film And had to apply it to scary movie they, Yeah This had to be an influence the, For those The puppet The puppet Climax at the end mm-hmm. Is something you would see In a scary movie because, I mean, even the the face is made out of felt, but it keeps changing yes, and everything. Yes. So. And the fact that, that literally, you know, they even call it out in the film where he says, yeah, normally that car wouldn't have dropped that quickly, but, you know, yeah. it did, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, they called out their own comedy in the film, you know, like, and God out of opinion, who was the star of this film, in your opinion? Um... In my opinion, well, I mean Devin Sawa, but if you're talking about the hand, no, then. no, I, I personally think Seth Green is, is what. Really kind of carries. this Seth movie. Green is weird. His character is weird, and I'll get. Oh, we can get into it or whatever. But he switches back and forth, you know. But he's very Seth Greeny in this film, I guess. But I mean, like he starts out being just like this guy that doesn't really care, mm-hmm. and uh, you know treats his friends a certain way, you know, talking to. Him, but then but yet when, like, he still Anton, calls him his best friend. When Anton gets his hand shot ch- mm-hmm. or chops his hand off, and they burn it with the iron, he goes, he goes, he suddenly becomes real concerned. Like, oh, yeah. let, oh, let me get you some antiseptic, Anton. Oh, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna get infected let me go over here and you know like he suddenly care and then when he gets back he's you know he starts with his you know i'm tired of being this blah 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 and then seth green's like look i don't want any kevin costner speech let's just go so what i want you to do is take a little anton time okay just relax and kick back my man no 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 you know what not this time okay I'm through with that. I mean, all I do is I I sit around all day, I veg out, I watch TV, I smoke pot. No, 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 no Kevin Costner speeches, all right? Let's just go. You know, like he just doesn't even care and everything. But the fact that he even says, he says, yeah, I didn't expect to be killed by my best friend either. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is he the best friend when that does it seem like they'll make jokes about like the horror of it or whatever. Yeah. And, but then whenever the dude's making out with a girl, he's like, "Dude, that's gross. What are you doing?" You know. Yeah. So I think I don't know. His character was weird for me because it did bounce around to like, okay, are you going to be a jerk? Or are you the nice friend? Yeah. You know, because you keep bouncing back and forth between. <laughs> but you could Tom tell that just they just didn't care. He was just like, whatever. And you, you know, you could tell that they didn't. They probably had a fun time making this film. Yeah. Like there was probably no. There probably was a lot of pot smoking on the film. You know what I mean? Oh, I imagine at least, you know, 70% of the cast was, yeah. you know, I mean, you see some of these characters, at least at, the three and, main you know. leads probably yeah. were, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I really thought Seth Green brought a lot of differentness, you know, like, cause you know, Anton was just, it was so hard to, it almost seemed like he was kind of like Devin Sawa was kind of. Really trying to be this kind of person when he really wasn't, you know. Because you see him in in a film like, you know, Last Destination, right? Final Destination. Final Destination. Last. Last. Dest- Last Dest- Final Destination, right? Where he's kind of a lot more focused, and I mean, he's still kind of like the loner, but he's like, he's all out in this film. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like literally walking out in straight boxers and some girl slippers and like a, a long sleeve button up shirt or something to put over his t-shirt whatever and if you notice that he starts off a certain way in the movie he's throughout the movie he's always putting on clothes he puts on the pants he puts on the drive-thru clothes you know, he puts on this and that, and he never takes anything back off yeah. until the very end of the movie yeah, when correct. he's in the hospital or whatever. But he keeps gaining clothes throughout the movie because he starts out with just t-shirt, boxers, yeah. and socks. And I everything. didn't actually think about that, but yeah. you're right. Yeah, he just <laughs> he slowly just gains more and more clothing. Slowly gets dressed throughout the movie and everything. Yeah. but I did. You know, I thought that was funny. Um, I just thought like like, and I know this might sound weird, but you know, the whole sex scene in the in the thing, I thought that was kind of like. Like they pushed that. Like they could have left that part out. Like I think that the I way it passed it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, like it was just kind of seemed like it was not needed. You know. Yeah, you could have had them like making out or something it was like that. Needed though. You 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 this guy, you can obviously see the director, or writers, whatever, like, okay, we got to have the obligatory scene in here, right? True. It's not a true horror movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they tried for that. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't something that... It wasn't a natural progression but in I the mean, film. But it was something added to make it, again, so that it wouldn't be just considered a straight up comedy when it would be considered a horror movie. You yeah. have to have scenes like this. I guess I get that. I was going to say, but again, like, that's every horror movie. Like, you don't need this scene, but we're going to have it in there anyway yeah. just because... Teenagers like that, and yeah. that's what you want to see, right. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I I don't know that, and and you know they're dressed as the the Kiss band members mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> just think about the actor the actor that plays the, the New hand. the actor that plays the, the the hand and everything. This must be his favorite role that. He's Apparently, done. it's the same hand that was it is the magician from Adams Family that well, not is the magi- thing. He is a magician in real life. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the same thing. So. Um, that was gonna be one of my future questions. well I'll ask that in a bit, but um this was filmed in the same neighborhood as yeah. nineteen seventy eight Halloween um, thought that was a pretty cool I was bring that up as well so and the interiors of these houses are just mm-hmm. like amazing you know I was just looking at how like gigantic the hallways and the ceilings are and, yeah and uh, do you recognize the dance floor? Um, was it in, in Buffy the, yep, the original movie the the Josh Whedon- Oh, it was. Poppy. Oh, it was the movie? I thought it was a TV show. No, it was okay. the movie. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that stage up there and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, I I do like the the musical theme we were talking about before this. Uh, the um, they have a lot of good good music in the in the film. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, especially like it was creepy enough while having like the little you know the rock yeah. of the early two yeah. thousands in it. And, and then and then you have like you know. Uh, uh, Vivica Fox who's in there during those like you know rock scenes and yeah. you're just kind of like oh like she's a bounty hunter for evil you know and then and then they kind of actually just make her comedic as well you it's know so on top of stupid. It all stupid she's like oh now it's done time for the ritualistic yeah. sex <laughs> you come <in." laughs> then you end up having like her, her he being a part of like some, some old you are a pistol <laughs> you are a pistol <laughs> But then you have like like she she gives you a brief, brief, ever so brief, like history of what she is. You know, she's like a I'm druid of I'm a, a, druid a druidist priest a uh, line something. of a druidist priestess. Uh, yeah, she yeah. she really does and nail that's it. nail the like summation of who she is, what her line is, what yes. this haunting of the hand is. Yeah. Within like five I or only, ten seconds. I, I only have the dagger. You know, and it's kinda actually it's it's kind of nice and refreshing to to basically just you know, the the hunter in the film you know the you know like you have all these hunters you know like for you know what. Uh people that have had experience with these or you know vampire films or zombie films you know you have these classical hunters of these certain things and these villains that they always bring in and then she played that role but she did it so quickly gave you the history and who cares yeah, like you know. when uh, jason was revived as zombie jason mm-hmm. you had tommy doyle wait now tommy doyle's halloween yes tommy jarvis yes i had to make sure i didn't make yes. this mistake Tommy Jarvis coming in. uh, He's the one that's had the history with Jason and he's the expert. And And Jason banged everything up anyway. Yeah, and then Jason, what, back to hell or whatever, you know, you have that one uh, bounty hunter that is just sent to go chase Jason to hunt Jason down. Oh, oh yeah, the dude with the cowboy hat Yeah, everything. He breaks the dude's Mm -hmm. fingers. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, But, you know, you always have that, but she, she, she just made it simple, short, and sweet, you know what I mean, where you had to have the... Just like the obligatory sex, sex scene, right? You have to have the obligatory hunter, right? And they have to have someone of a backstory, you Somebody's know, has got to tell what's going yeah, on. It's like they were just en- entering in, you know, the different uh, what's the word, the stereotypes of a horror film. And you know, the, the comedy kind of ran the whole film, but then they were just inserting, you know, different uh, um, horror, horror stereotypes, tropes. yeah, tropes, so that they could um, still call it a horror comedy, yeah, comedy, horror, whatever, yeah. The names are unique too. Anton, you don't hear that much. Tobias, Penub, yeah, uh, Mick. I mean, they're just not common names that you would see in this. So you know, somebody wanted to be very uh, vague about it. Now, I heard a story. Just randomness into it. I did hear a story that 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 Mick and Penubs uh names come off of a eddie murphy skit from snl huh. when he played a character who uh has some kind of like a speech impediment yeah and so when he's singing looking for love in all the wrong places it's so- it, it sounds like he's saying mick and up in the wrong places and you know that's how he's uh, singing so mick and Penup" uh, is where is that supposed to come cool. from so that's i don't really know if that's true or not but that's would that's make what it am um in the movie, uh, we'll just go over this real quick. You know, you have the two parents of Anton. Uh, they get killed very early in the, the movie. You know, there's the whole writing on the wall. The one guy. Another trope from horror yeah, films. He gets killed downstairs, the dad. And the mom gets pulled under the bed. Um, that was a head explosion. That blood that came out from under the bed. When she went under there, that had to have been an explosion. There's no struggling after that. No. But it was like an explosion of blood, which could only be explained by a complete and sudden death. But then you have the struggling underneath. I I I think what 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 it is, again, it's a trope that they're, 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 you know, make it gory as possible. You know what I mean? Again, to keep keep the horror feel to it, you know, and- you know it's just got, a lot of things in this film didn't make sense that's why i gave the warning at the beginning because a lot of the stuff made you know for for instance him not realizing he killed his own parents and wrote that thing on the wall like how passed out was this like guy? he must have been just out of it and then his hands but it seemed like his hand what didn't have control over his body yet no but somehow he was doing it. so these are our this is the, like the rachel moment yeah. where we just have to accept it because it my make, hand could go like, could, could, could this, my hand, just my hand, yeah. not my arm, all it would be doing is this. It would make sense if the movie set it up that way. But the movie, the way it set it up was that the hand was slowly taking over and yeah. had more and more control. Well, I don't know. When she showed up to jail and seeing that the hand ha- or the the evil had left the man, the only thing that was withered was his hand. Right. But I mean if, if if he's so stoned and that he doesn't know what's going on, he's passed out or whatever his hand would have to do everything by itself, which means it would have to have complete control. Of the body. But it didn't seem like it had no. that yet. Or, so I don't know. That's just one but thing But I know you, know you keep accept. saying yet, yeah, but I don't think that that was the thing about this evil. I think it would just took over the hand. Well, yeah, but it, it, it didn't remember, because at the beginning, at the, once it really fully took over, he couldn't stop it. It yeah. just was it kept moving. Yeah. But before that, it was like he had control, and it would only do things at certain times so I don't yeah. know just one of those things you have to accept mm-hmm. um, so they're killed and uh, we meet Anton he lives up in the attic for whatever reason and um, this is awesome up there I guess so maybe that's it's easy to you know smoke up there and have good it's ventilation and everything warm. Yeah But he comes down He can't find his parents He has a couple You know Pot smoking buddies From across the street And everything Um, He basically finds out That his his, his, uh, That he is Murdered His parents have been Murdered and when he's trying to figure out who did it, he feels like his hand starts moving on its own. It starts taking yeah. over. It kills his friends. It starts doing all these things. So he has to eventually chop it off. And then they have to go hunting for it. And that's yeah. basically the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know there's he, a lot to it. Right. But yeah, we he really not and everything. And, and I think, you know, like... I really think Seth Green was the star of this film as far as his acting goes on it. You know, I just loved everything he did. Like when he tries to get the uh, turkey turkey slices. Who? I'm oh! Leatherface. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm plugs. That's like so robot chicken of him. You know what I mean? I mean Very and, much is. Yeah. And and you know, I just like it because Seth Green seemed to be acting like <clears throat> who Seth Green is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't. It didn't even seem like. Yeah, he had a bottle through the head and whatnot. But why was he the only one that? Why were they the only two that th- that came back was it because they didn't walk towards the light uh, yeah, I guess. And there's probably other people that can do that, too, uh, in this world or whatever. Yeah, because like the, his parents didn't come back. None of the uh, murdered uh, people that he had murdered came back. Uh, and then the two cops didn't come back or nothing else like that. But for some reason, Nub and, and Mick came back. It's it's just probably making a distinction that, you know, these are cool. They did say, remember, they did guys. we saw a light and some girl. Light. They said, screw it too far. They didn't want <laughs> to walk that far. Yeah. But, you know, like some girl, he was like, oh, yeah, some girl was saying, come towards the light. And he's like, no, you know. Said, we figured, they, screw it. It's too yeah, far to yeah. walk. And then somehow they they made it back anyways. I think that that was because it was for Anton, and then they just took advantage of it. Could be. Maybe they were his guardian angels all along. Because they didn't say he they, died. They could have been. They, they could have just been lying to him, and were his guardian angels all along, and were just messing with him that whole time. Because then they come back, and, you know, they got the wings and everything, or, you know. The, yeah. Yeah all that good stuff but what did you uh we we met. i don't know he was making out with that girl pretty hardcore at the dance it was pretty bad yeah um we met Devin sawa this summer we did we at, did uh what was it this summer yeah, yeah. No, it was in april it was april, in april May. yeah 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 where whenever texas Frightmare weekend yeah. was or whatever yeah. but uh we got to meet Devin sawa uh, i mean real quick at a, at a signing and everything stand-up dude stand-up dude was that your impression of him yeah yeah okay. i really do i mean just stand-up dude you know he he wasn't like snobbish or nothing like that you know Yeah, he, he signed a like casper the, thing for my son because my son really yeah. likes casper and then and the m&m thing. uh piece he did the picture of uh stan, stan. yeah uh did is that, that for, what you got yeah for okay you got Keely, the stan <laughs> for my daughter <laughs> yeah uh she probably would have liked what he wrote on my son well she was there remember yeah remember she was there she went yeah, with us yeah but yeah, he was an interesting guy. Um, about as short as I thought he would. Whenever you met, meet celebrities in real life, they're always a lot yeah. smaller than you'd think they are. You know, well, the I don't know. You look at like like life. somebody like Matthew Lillard, who was also there. He was so he was he was he's pretty quite tall. tall. But yeah. I mean, like we met uh, Bruce Davison, mm-hmm. the guy from mm-hmm. X Men, um, yeah. and you know he was shorter than me, and I'm not that tall of a guy, yeah. and everything. So it just really surprised me. You know, yeah. I think it just. It surprises you because the camera makes you look larger right. than life or whatever. But I think Devin Sawa did a very good job in this movie, especially yeah. with the hand movements. Uh, he had to make that struggle look real. And I think he threw himself in completely while also selling his, his uh, unwilling participation in what was going on. Like, he had to sell that this hand was really doing it and that he did Not want any part of it, or mm-hmm. you know, he just did like the whole the remote snatching back and mm-hmm. forth that was a little weird, yeah. and uh, you could tell that that was practiced and rehearsed and everything. But on uh, besides <laughs> that, he grabs the cat by the tail and flings exactly. It, but, but besides that, when he's doing this and he has like the little pink, the just the one pinky that's twitching and everything, he did, I think, he did a really good you know, job. I, did, with that. I do, I do, he did a good job, and you know, almost I mean, as good as the, the hand actor. Well, and probably at the end of the day, he probably was just like, Ugh. You know, probably had to wear a brace over his hand just because it's so sore. You yeah. Know? So since the uh, the same actor played Thing, played the hand in this movie, <coughs> do we think that maybe this is an origin story for Thing? Could be. Well, no, because like, Thing doesn't look like that after he got microwaved. Yeah, but he disappeared in a puff of smoke. What if he appeared somewhere else? The presence. Whatever was out of him then and he turned back into a regular hand, but then he could still move the thing it's was gotta be helpful. the only explanation The thing was very very helpful. Well, that's what they call him you, you know that that's a they They actually have a name with movies yeah. and stuff They're called helping hands. Yeah, and it's any hand that's been possessed. that can move on its own different right. things like that So um, but I gotta imagine this is like the origin story. That has to be thing. You want it to be that way Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm um, yeah, so I think he did a really good job uh, with his, his hand movements, um, but, you know, he was typical Devin Sawa. Yeah. Devin Sawa plays a lot of kind of the same as well uh-huh. in, in a lot of his movies. I mean, this is the exact same person. Well, okay, not the exact same person in Final Destination, but... But close. But close, you know, just if you've smoked a little more weed. Yeah, pretty much. Everything, but... Um, and then you see such a young Jessica Alba who... We're not say, really... This is the movie where everybody fell yeah, in love with her. Yeah, like like, you know... Before this, nobody knew who she was. She was in Dark Angel before they were, mm. did Was she in Dark Angel after this? I think it was after because this is a 1999 movie. Okay, I don't know when Dark I think Angel. Dark Angel came out like right after that. I could be wrong. Uh, do you know? Do you remember Jensen Ackles? Did you know Jensen Ackles was in Dark Angels? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And Did you know that he said that she was not a very good person to him? Yeah, I know. He's. I, I hear that, about... that. He kind of like. You know, he didn't do it to be a jerk or anything, but he did say that, you know, she they just didn't have a very good relationship mm-hmm. on the show. 2000. So she must have done this movie and then got Dark Angel. Well, she was on there with uh Mark Weatherly. Okay. From uh NCIS. Yeah. He played uh, Bull. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, Jessica Alba and obviously Jessica Alba's character is what? It's not a real person. Right. This person that Jessica Alba plays is a stoner's fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a girl who would like somebody like him, who's yeah. who's as attractive, and um, she's Jessica Alba. <laughs> so yeah. somebody like that could like somebody like Anton, who is never at school, never leaves his house. Um, she's probably only ever seen him in his underwear mm-hmm. when he's walking to back and forth across the street you know so it's just kind of like <coughs> I don't know she, she's she's not real obviously yeah. and then they're like making out and they have pet names for each other in the first half an hour of really talking yeah. and meeting we'll you know so in like, the first the second exactly time they he meet. tied up his eyes uh, so I mean like what do they do did they? You know, do they just make out? What you know? So it's like obviously this. this is no, she not says. A real I don't think my dad would like know uh, uh, that some lazy, or greasy, oh greasy bloody stoner is banging his daughter. Yeah. So I mean, this <laughs> it's just that's a complete, what he. That's what she said. It, it's almost like it makes you think that it's all in his head. Yeah. Like she's in his head, <laughs> and that you know his friends are part of that fantasy i don't know it's it's very strange but very, very strange. you just have to accept that this is a stoner movie and so you're going to have some girl that doesn't make any sense falling in love with the main character no, no so um and what is with the trope in movies of just continuously banging and screaming at a door when somebody says hang on i'll be right there don't come in it really annoys me because that doesn't, you know, it takes me out of the movie when it's like, hey, let me in. I'm here. Hang on just a sec. I'll be right there. Come on, answer the door. I've been waiting here. Hang on. I'll be right there where are you? Come on. It's time to go. Who really does? That? Yeah, exactly. It makes me so mad. I already like, know you're in a hurry. They know why you're in a hurry. So they're trying to hurry. Right. But and you're just making it worse. And I, Maybe it just like ratchets up the tension where you're just like, Oh my God, just answer the door. So they stop banging or whatever. Yeah. But it's completely unrealistic to me. And I, it really annoys me when that happens in movies. Yeah. Anyways. So we already talked about how after a half hour of first conversation, we have baby snakes, mm-hmm. you know, little nicknames and everything. Um, I think they're all very aware, all the actors, they're all very aware of the type of movie they're in, you know, and they're aware of the ridiculousness and they just go all in and it really sells it in this type of movie. If you have a movie that's outrageous like this one and you have actors that aren't quite selling it and you can tell they don't really want to be there, then it just makes the movie suffer and it just confirms that you know what the movie is. But, I mean, if you just go full into it, then the audience is kind of like aware that you're aware of it and that you know I mean that's Vivica Fox I mean she just goes ham on this movie mm-hmm. uh, Devin Sawa goes fully He just that's one thing I'll say about Devin Sawa with most of his or most if not all of his his um, credits he will go all 100% in there's never any phoning in performances yeah. I haven't seen the new Chucky that he's in yeah. the new show or anything I but um, I don't know he says it's good <laughs> well I bet he does you know, yeah. he probably does. I don't know. I, I I like him as an actor. I thought everything he's done. He's he's pretty darn good actor. Not yeah. Lie. Um. We talked about some of the uh, the <laughs> the the sound effects that happen in this movie. Like when when she first when she goes into that auto shop and uh, something drops on her head. Ow. She's just like. Ugh. Ow just was like the sound odd. effect that she made I had to I rewound it twice I, I, so I watched it a total of three times just <coughs> ow and I'm like I gotta cut that in because that's hilarious <laughs> like, it's like I don't know I don't know Jessica Alba they had her come and dub it or if they just like she's like I'm not coming in just to make a grunt and so they just pulled somebody in from the hallway and just go just kind of grunt <laughs> and then on the funny thing about that is that I'm pretty sure that would actually probably killed her probably there's a very high <laughs> chance of that I wonder how they did that that stunt with the, the gag with her on top of the car, because they did get very close to the ceiling. Like, you got to imagine that it doesn't go any... Maybe it's a it's styrofoam ceiling. Either that or they're holding it. Yeah. Or something, and it just makes it look like it's like that. Yeah, but probably. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, so, one thing I wanted to say about... Well, first of all, who's your favorite character? Seth Green. Mick. Okay, so Mick is your favorite. Mine is Randy. He's just freaking hilarious. I mean, he's just so uh, like unaware, I guess. But I mean, he's looked up to, right? Yeah. That's another thing I don't understand is the, the dude is that the dude that is the coolest that like all others look up to, even though he's not in high school anymore. Still, you could tell he's looked up to at least by the stoners, but by pretty who, much all is. exactly. But he hangs out th- at the bowling alley. And I was going to say by himself, but I forgot he was there with his two friends and everything. Mm-hmm. But he hangs out at the bowling alley. Like, how does this dude have a reputation like he does? Unless it's just with those three guys. Obviously, it's just, just with, with those three, guys. Guys. three stoner dudes. Nobody else was talking or maybe to him. Maybe you. just to Anton. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, even the girl. Like, he would, like, talk to the girl that was grieving. Oh, did you know him? And she's like, no, not really. Well, remember, she's a girl that's in high school. He's not in high school. He made that a point. To I know, tell her. but that's what I'm saying is that it just it's it's another one of these weird things in the movie where it's like eh, it's not very I don't <coughs> know. yeah. But um, I love the Offspring appearance. Yep, that was pretty cool. Um, singing the uh, the Ramones in there. It just kind of didn't... the only thing is is one of those things that like maybe he was like buddies with those guys and was like, hey, you want to just be in my movie real quick? And yeah. They're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, because it was like. Didn't really make any sense to why why you bring well, Why offspring? would Tom DeLong be in the movie mm-hmm. too? Right. You know? Yeah. So maybe they were all friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Offspring and Blink happened to be touring around the time or something. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and that death was probably one of the coolest with the scalping, but I don't think that he would have that died for that. Crap. No, I don't think so. He he probably went into shock. It didn't actually yeah. say he died. It probably would have been pain, but like if you look it up, you know. You know, everything that talks about the movie says that he died. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I he know. just got scalped. There's yeah. I mean, he probably get... went into shock, like I said. Yeah. Severe blood loss. Yeah. Things like bad. that. I mean, that was, again, a random kill. But, again, they had to add things like that in there. You know? Yeah, it was no, a trope true. Um, Let's see. Uh They gave the face a puppet. Uh Or, I mean, they gave the hand a puppet to give it a face yeah. and everything. Okay, so... This movie, it and it had a different ending. And I can't remember what the ending is or if it was ever, if I ever even read what the ending was, but apparently they had a different ending. And the when they did the test audiences, test audiences liked the comedy mm-hmm. and they thought that just, and of course a lot of it was polling teenagers, mm-hmm. and, which yeah. is, was their target audience and everything, and a lot of them thought that Jessica Alba should be a little more skimpy. So she's they, literally wearing pretty much underwear. They actually a lot of the film, but I mean, she kind of wasn't. She was wearing little boxer shorts or whatever early yeah. on, and then like a little little white dress and everything. Mm-hmm. But they went and refilmed the finale. Mm-hmm. They had they brought in the puppet for the hand, yeah, which gave you know a little bit more comedy. And then they um, <clears throat> had that midsection <coughs> rip off of her dress yeah. to show a little more skin and everything. And I'm just like. <laughs> But yeah, it, so I mean, that was a whole that the ending that we got is a whole rewritten ending from what they had. I think it was supposed to be a little darker or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if everybody even survived, but I think that most audiences are like, "Look, <laughs> you've set a certain tone throughout this movie. Let's go ahead and stick with the comedy." Yeah. And uh, so they need, so they went the ridiculous scary movie Monty Python way of putting him in a hand puppet and having the hand puppet change the little felt facial features to match his evilness and eventually match his stoneness. I don't know those, the hand doesn't have lungs or whatever but another Rachel moment. Yeah. You have yeah. Anton blowing the smoke into the puppet and then suddenly he gets these eyes and they roll over and, well, and then he sharpens his fingers shot. before all that anyways and you're just like sharpens him crap? down to the bone. Yeah that was kind yeah, of crazy. A, but well, he, he'd be like slipping all over the place with the yeah, bone. Yeah for real. You lost all your grip you know, yeah. of the skin. Yeah, makes no sense. No, nope. um, so yeah, a couple of quotes. The the you know when he screamed, you know, "Come guardian me" at the end. Whenever they're his guardian angels and they prank him by writing that thing, they turn the lights off. And he's like, "Ah, guys, come guardian me." Ah! so there's yeah. guardian angels and then uh, obviously the noise she makes when she's knocked out but also she's like my work here is done time for the ritualistic sex you coming you are a pistol you are a pistol <laughs> and he just gets so excited <laughs> Thought it was hilarious that is hilarious but, um yeah so i mean that's really all i had to say yeah. about this movie um uh, anton was also watching Dracula the um, mm-hmm. song from Rob yeah. Zombie or the music video yeah. or whatever. Obviously, Dragula is the car that they make in the Monsters, yeah. The little drag car. Have you seen the new Monsters? I have not. I just, it. did you watch the trailer for it? Yeah. Didn't make me want to watch it. Oh, like, I love the old show. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved watching that old black and white show. That was awesome. And it, they actually had like good wholesome advice in this show. You know, I mean, there's, famous quote by by the 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 dad do you you think it was a mistake not to make it the full family like make it more of an origin story yeah i think it was because people didn't love it just because of them too you're making a a children's story yeah basically or a family friendly story but you just have the adults so no kids really going to be and they might be a little interested because but i mean because the the monsters and everything but kids need like other kids and Right, the, the, what they're watching. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's real, very bright. I don't know if they made the right decision going color, uh, and as colorful as they went. Well, I'm not saying like Rob Zombie can't make a, a, a great slasher film. I've seen him do it. You know what I mean? No, and any of his movies? Really, none of them. I don't know. He's 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 good House, at it. House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, maybe. okay, those the remakes that he did at Halloween. I liked. Oh. You know, I did. Oh, oh. I thought there's some of the worst. I don't know and I get it like I Even get it worse than the one with Buster Rhymes in it almost like, for for, for me movie. almost yeah because at least for at least for me <sighs> that was... look I don't need to see Michael Myers as a kid I don't and and and, and I mean it, 1978 uh, was was good enough yeah you know it's like it just showed him real quick and that's yeah. all you needed to see I don't need to see his his uh childhood trauma that came Michael Myers is supposed to be just pure evil. I don't want to know that he was an abused kid, lived in, not a semi-abused or whatever, but Uh mentally maybe. But, I mean, lived in a broken home, was bullied all the time, and all these kind of different things because, I mean, that's not what Michael Myers is supposed to be. He's not supposed to... You're not supposed to have humanity in Michael Myers. He's just pure evil. Right, but it's one of the... I've got to say, it's very... Halloween is one of my least favorite uh, horror movies. The original Slasher is and one of them. your... Ori- yes, is, is, correct. Wow. The reason being is because... Even the original. It, it, I don't find him terrifying. Like Jason, I find terrifying. I find Freddy, Michael I Myers find terrifying. terrifying. Even Chucky, I find terrifying. But I do not find Michael Myers terrifying. I find Michael Myers more terrifying than all of them. There's nothing supernatural about exactly, him, Exactly, and that's why I find him terrifying, yeah. because those others won't happen. Michael Myers could and has happened, maybe without the mask, but no, I'm sure there's the, been some with masks. Too. The reason, and I, I know, I know your Michael Myers is one of your favorites, if not your favorite of the slashers type uh, classic mm-hmm. horror films from our generation. Um, but yeah, he he, there's nothing supernatural about him. So literally, a gunshot through the head should take him down, but then they defy it throughout these movies, and they go against. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that Freddie's like common sense, that makes sense, but they go against their own rules. But that's the thing is that a lot of movies, when you shoot somebody, then they just fall down and they're either dead or incapacitated. That's not the case all the time. You can still, for if you've seen videos of people actually getting shot, there's still people moving around and everything. Now, <clears throat> it depends on where you get shot and everything. As many best. times as he's been shot in the head. I know, but how that, come that's, has, he has not? Well, that. you don't you don't go to Halloween 5 and 6 to enjoy Halloween. Those are more just to enjoy the schlock of scary movies or whatever. But if you're talking about real Halloween movies, you know, you go Halloween, Halloween 2, and Halloween H2O. That's yeah. it for me. That's if you want to see them as siblings. Now, with these new ones, you can do Halloween and then Halloween 2018. Yeah. That'd be a good. I mean, he's in car. He's in the back of a a, a, a car, what, in the part two. And he literally, like, f- rolls down a hill in a vehicle, and he's able to get up and walk. Your neck, your your legs, your arms would have been broken. Right. He wouldn't have been able to use him. But he's full force, 100%. But I don't talk about those. Those are just fun, though. I'm talking about the original Halloween movie. He was shot a couple times in that movie. He did walk away and everything. But it wasn't like this, okay, this is unrealistic. He's he's Now he's basically like Jason. My thing is is that there's something about a killer that doesn't have any motivation. It's It's kind of like Jason. To a point, but even he has motivation, um, and you know you, He's Jason. The king of motivation. Jason's the easiest to avoid. You just don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. True, that's True. the easiest thing to avoid. Freddie's the hardest to avoid. No, because everybody they, they changed the rules on him. Where, where basically, if you moved out of the town, Spring, uh, Springfield yeah. or whatever, to say they that, but I mean those rules. But I'm saying autumn. if you had Freddie in any town, yeah. But then yeah, he'd be yeah. stuck in that town. But that's what I don't like about Michael is that there are people like him in the past that have killed like he has there are people right now out in the country right now that does what he does Mm -hmm. and or or maybe want to or whatever and everything so it's that real life stuff that to me is always like i don't look like get into all the other you know conjuring and all those types of movies or whatever uh, somebody breaking into my house and hurting my family or me and being so unstoppable just because and that's like like where how where Michael Myers took it a step further is that he was just a man, but then he was a little bit more than a man because he was supposed to be pure evil, yeah. right. Without a soul, right? Which we know is not true and everything. But if you had somebody that didn't have a soul, for some reason, just happened to be born without a soul and became this pure evil force, that would be terrifying because you, you see people shoot him. You see people get in fights with him. But he is crazy strong. It doesn't make any sense. He pins people to walls with knives and everything so I mean but this is my problem I have this is why I have a big problem with Michael Myers and it's the one that I, I really don't I'm not a huge fan I like it just for the jump scares you know especially around Halloween time but i don't he's my least favorite in the simple fact that the creators and the writers and the directors broke their own rules every time so they would be, they would brag the fact that michael myers is not supernatural you know he's he could be possibly you know somebody your neighbor or whatever and this is actually could be a real person but also, if you shoot him a bunch of times, he doesn't bleed to death, or if you you know, run him down in a car, he doesn't break all, all his arms and legs, he just somehow wakes up, and uh, he's just perfectly fine, doesn't stop the bleeding, he's perfectly fine. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, they break their own rules. But that, that was the how's that talking about their movie, not the sequel. <sighs> so, like... The original 1978 Halloween. Yeah. He was not supernatural. He was a very strong man. Yes. And he got shot, which yeah. people get shot and, and get up from all the time. Right. He, he it's not like he got riddled with bullets or shot in the head. Yeah, you could say shot in the head. Look at the guns they had back in the day. The doctor shooting at him. The cops didn't believe him. So you had one doctor trying to shoot him. He might not get a headshot. Yeah. So it was all those kind of factors just. Just, as I think, is for me at least, it's more believable. And if you take the first one out of all those movies, you that's know, what I'm saying. You can only take the first one out of it. So and Jason's for, is part. Jason's is part two. You know, yeah. Freddy's is part one, and everything. I don't. Yeah. I won't believe Freddy. You know, I. I can avoid Crystal <sighs> Lake, but this one is things that we've actually had happen in this country, in this world. These serial killers stalking people. Well, and, and here's the thing with with those three, right? You know, uh, Michael. They seem to change the rules at, right off the bat. Right off the first one, they changed the rules. Um, he uh, wasn't even her sister until part two. Exactly, and then J. And then somehow, you know, they had nieces. Where I don't know, understand where that niece came from. It was Lori. She had Jamie, and then she uh, remember she had Jamie. Then H two O. She had a son. Well, H two O is separate. H two O takes place after part two it it pretends that uh that part 4 5 and 6 didn't happen. Okay. So, but 4 5 and 6 are like there. So there's been like three or four different universes in Halloween I mean, yeah, continuations. See, I, don't, that, I don't like and that everything at all, like that, you know. But I mean, you could say the same same thing for Jason and Freddy. I mean, they've been rebo- rebooted so Well, many times. that's what I'm saying like It's like, all about personal you know, preference. Fre- Freddy didn't get rebooted until – like he re- got rebooted to in part 2, but then it got reset in part 3, 4 and and Kind of in five. Yeah, because everybody looked, looked at part two and was like, what did no. we do? It, that makes no sense. Even even the creators, you know, they, they talked about that, how that was kind of a flub. Well, right, As soon as they brought uh, Freddy into the real world and he was at a pool party, yeah. that's when you lose all power. He scary, should have if, zero power exactly. as well. And, he, you know, a, a bat to the back of the head should knock him out, you know, kind of thing. You know, that's—and then with Jason, the, Jason is a constantly changing— villain meaning that from the very beginning obviously he wasn't the villain in the first one his it was his mother the second one he becomes the villain and then he just they change the rules on it you know they slowly change the rules so it kind of makes i'm not saying sense but it kind of it kind of is like okay i see that they're they're slowly adapting him and you know he's got such a huge more backstories from hell talk to these demons that brought him back you know and and, what do you mean? I don't think you remember. Uh, he he didn't. It wasn't like a progressive. He suddenly got into being undead and doing all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. He was a live human. Yeah. F- for parts two, three, and four. Yeah. He got killed in four when yeah. he got the the machete in the head and got yeah. hung and everything, uh-huh. and then in part five he wasn't in it. It was somebody pretending to be Jason. But and how did he get the, pushed? Had the blue he mark pushed into the, uh, the farm. You know, the spikes. What episode was that? That, that? that was part five. That was the fake Jason. Okay. So basically what happened was Jason got hung by the chains mm-hmm. and everything, and then he got buried, and he was dead. Mm-hmm. So the the living Jason, who had who was in part two, three, and four, the actual live man, he died in part four. Part five was the, what they call the new beginning. Yeah. And it was the You remember that kid that had the ice cream, he had chocolate all over his face, and the one Psycho dude had the axe and he just yeah. killed the guy. Uh-huh. Well, you find out later, and this is spoilers, that the ambulance driver that took that guy away was that kid's dad. Yeah. And he was mad at that. So he became Jay. He pretended to be Jason, yeah. put on a ball cap, and all that. And uh, then, yeah, when they killed him, they threw him on the little spikes right. at the end. And then part six, Tommy Jarvis, yeah. grown up tar- Tommy Jarvis, um, came back and. For, this is stupid he wanted to make sure Jason was dead he should have just left him yeah. but in trying to make sure Jason was dead he drove that spike into him and then the lightning came and yeah. electrified that yeah. spike and brought Jason back to life and from yeah. that point on for all the movies continuing after then he was zombie Jason yeah. the undead Jason yeah. so yes it did change the rules in Friday the 13th but it did give an explanation as to why right. those rules and, were changed and not only that you know it, you still can use the supernatural excuse for everything. After he was off. Where Freddie, yeah. you can do the same thing, supernatural right. excuse. But if you're, sit- but you know those don't that, exist, right? What I mean that 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 dream demons and, and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And Jay, like Jay. yeah. So wouldn't mm-hmm. you think that something that was more realistic would be more scary? But it, I or it does does still not feel not scare you. no, it doesn't. It it, huh. it it doesn't because I know that those people exist. You know what I mean? That's so, why it makes it scary. <laughs> no, but I, the, the other people don't exist because that's just it's impossible. So it's so it's almost like it's more like the uh, that always takes perception me out of, the movie. of well. See, for me, it gives me that perception of of Maybe the it supernatural. supernatural yeah yeah or that yeah. this could be what that person would be in hell or something and this is you know? why i don't really get scared and and don't enjoy horror movies anymore is because it's all about getting scared and i don't get scared of any shock factor 90 percent of them, of them yeah. would never happen now nowadays all all horror movies is just all about shock like like hereditary <laughs> I can only watch that movie that one time I watched. That movie it. is not scary, it is unsettling. This is that's my point. Yeah. And that's I don't what like makes, watching it. That's what makes horror movies, these new horror movie fans, the ones that were born in the like the late nineties kind of thing like that, that's what they're used to for a horror movie. They're used for that shock and awe. You know what I mean? Where we're used to a whole story built, being built up, why they're evil, how they became evil, you know what made them do the things that they oh, did, they're almost and like superheroes, so, to, yeah, to a point, but super where villains, in a like way. yeah, because I mean, in the eighties and nineties, horror movie icons, for the most part, became icons. Yeah. You have your Leatherface, your yep. Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy. And Chucky, you know what it ended and they with? Became like icons that you yep. put on T-shirts and stuff yep. like that. And you know what ended it all? For scream. Our- no, uh, well, I mean, the saw yeah, movies. Yeah, cause, oh, the saw movies because time. that's when they introduced that shock. That's when you know, like that the shock sh- value. That's when like the slasher movies ended because yes. that was less yeah. a stra- uh, slasher movie yeah. and more of a torture movie. Yes, yeah, more of a torture and hostels things like that. Right. You know, but they're more more of a torture. Now in the th- age of the demonic possessions, yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And then, but, and then you get the conjuring and and stuff Arronas like that. And, yeah. and conjuring. I'm not gonna lie, I like conjuring movies. I love all of them that, that came out. I mean, I don't love them, but you know. Like, I, I enjoy the, the Conjuring I thought I thought part one, the first Conjuring, was legitimately uh, unsettling. Yeah. And, um, I mean, uh, most of it, you know... But, but if you notice that I, you didn't I, have to get much of a bi- backstory. Yes, you understood what the backstory was, but it was very short and simple and sweet. Where... They focused more on what was happening in the present rather than what happened in the past to create the present yeah they were focusing more in the present and so it kind of made it more scarier instead of basically telling the whole story which a lot of these type of movies did back in the 90s and 80s where they told the whole backstory so you kind of knew what was about to happen and expect it now they're just doing a quick little backstory so you don't know what's about to happen yeah you know yeah it's hard for me because I don't know I just when I'm watching horror movies I know I'm watching a horror movie. And I can't, I just can't escape into it like I do other movies. Yeah. Um, because I just don't have a lot of, the, the the main point of a horror movie is to set you on edge. Well, in your, in your and opinion. there's only a couple that can actually right. do that to me. Right. In your opinion, you know, what's your favorite type of horror movie? You know, you got the supernatural, you got the the slasher, probably got the exorcist type. You've got the, uh, the witch type, probably you know. slasher, um, you, you know, possession movies and stuff. You know, I don't like a lot of mm-hmm. that because it's a little too close to home and mm-hmm. everything. Um, I don't believe in ghosts, so I don't really get anything out of movies about yeah. ghosts. Um, and uh, slasher movies I know can happen. So that yeah. those really get me the closest to feeling anything but it's more just like okay this is the fun of you know escaping this person and you know a lot of it's probably not healthy (laughs) yeah but i mean a lot of it comes from when you were younger and you kind of had that interest in the macabre and like wondering you know okay all of these people are gonna how is this michael or this person gonna kill all these people and how are they gonna overcome it and everything but i rather like you know the the movies back then you know a lot of the uh the scary movies back then were, you know, really thought through, you know, I like the it ones where you got to figure out who the killer yeah, is. Cause nowadays it's a lot of like gimmicks, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you take one horror movie, you know, where you get movies like, you know, happy death day and stuff that they were really kind of reminiscence of, you know, nineties horror movies, eighties horror movies, you know, but then you get some of these other ones where it's like, it's like, how's that scary? I mean, I understand that you did this, but you know, I've seen this done three or four or five different times, and it's yeah. it's just a gimmick. Well, Halloween, Halloween is considered the first slasher, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one or two that before that some people have made the argument yeah. about. But really, in pop culture, Halloween was the first. So, you had that, What's that? the well, first. I you thought that it Christmas aside. one was. Uh, there's Black Christmas. Black Christmas. But, again, you know, it wasn't as popular as but Halloween. But if you think about it, like, when when did Black Christmas come out? I have to look I don't know. You looked this up. I'm going to make this point real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. Um, Halloween you set aside, right? Right. Jason, you know who the killer is, right? Yeah. After the first one, (laughs) you thought it was Jason or whatever, but in the the second one, forward, you know it just, so what is Jason about? Um, Jason. It's just about the kills. Yeah. Right. You know who, you know who the killer is. You know, basically know who's going to get killed now, you know? And and so it's just about the creative kills or whatever, right? Because there's no mystery to it. Freddy, there's no mystery to it. So it's about figuring out. One, if you're watching them in a dream or in the real world, because that gets fuzzy. And two, creative kills again. Yeah. So most of these become, you know, if you know the killer, it's about the creative kills. But if you have slasher movies where you don't know who, like My Bloody Valentine or... Um, Which is scream. also a very classic one. My Bloody Valentine's is extremely classic. Yeah, that's an old or school one, too. Scream, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. All these different things where you don't know who it is. Yeah. Or you're trying to figure I like out who the killer is personally. and everything. Because it's like it gives you a whodunit mystery mm-hmm. as well as, you know, the horror trying to figure you want it out. See it. Yeah. And you, get, you know it's going to get you involved. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a formula that's been uh, tested and true. It's a formula that's been used constantly and it is used kind of to this day, too if it's done right those are my favorites it it comes out great you know and like with black christmas that came out in 1974 i almost feel like it was a very good you could kind of feel like halloween pulled something off that you know what i mean because it's it's kind of the same basis in a way because i mean even jason in some stories are is said to hide in the attic where you know in black christmas it was the same situation that the what was it? The brother or something like that hidden in the attic. I mean, we did the podcast over that. There's three point. different Black Christmases. I'm saying the one from '74, but I mean, even the one from '74, I can't remember because we did all those all those with Horror and Heels, yeah. and uh, the 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 newest Black Christmas is such a nightmare that it, <laughs> it just really like is. it kind of like really demolished the <laughs> other it ones really in is. my memory. So I don't know, but we got way off topic here, we did. but we had a good discussion. Why? About but who movies. cares? No, you I know it's, it's great we have we are, we had a good uh, you know there's maybe more to talk about horror in general than this movie <laughs> right um I, I don't know if you guys can tell but you know we like this movie for what it is but we also sort of like okay this is a silly we know what ridiculous it is. movie you said you said it that one sentence probably would have settled everything you know we like it for what it is you yeah. know what it is and we we like it still and and i don't like it as much as i did really? back in the yeah. day i mean i'm sure i was a teenager at the time when it came out and i'm sure i like jessica alba and, and all this kind of stuff um, and thought it was unique, and you know, towards my generation yeah. and everything. But my generation, good old Fred Durst. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I, I watch it now, and I'm just like, this is stupid. But you know, I, you know, me over the last five years or so, I've just gone off of horror, and I just yeah. don't watch it as much anymore. Um, have you watched the new Halloween movie? No, because I mean, you got to go to the theaters, right? No, it's on Peacock. Is it really streaming new free on Peacock? Yeah. Yeah, they got they got real nervous about it, and they decided to put it on Peacock too. I don't blame them. I hate to say it. It's supposed to be the end of Jamie Curtis's uh, reign, basically. Here's this what i supposed you. to be the last thing she's supposed to do with when it comes to Halloween. Here's what I'll tell you: I went into this very negatively because I heard about it and yeah. I heard a couple things about it and everything. Um, and I honestly didn't like Halloween Kills. Yeah. Um, it just it felt like a lifetime horror movie. Like, well, I like, felt like they could have ended it there. Well really could have ended no, it. No, because I mean they killed her daughter, so you needed to you needed to find out the resolution to that. But they could have ended it at two thousand eighteen when he was burning in the basement. Yeah, yeah no, that's what yeah, that's oh, okay. what I was looking at. So yeah, yeah that that one she would have killed him. Finally. Yeah. And that's what I think we posted on Twitter is that if you end it there, it's a great sequel and a great way to have a real since <laughs> the first Halloween yeah. ended with Michael Myers disappeared. Yeah. That's a good way to say, okay, well, he eventually got arrested that night and went comatose again. And then, you know, sat in there for 30 or 40 years or whatever. So you could say... That's like putting him back on the shelf to play with him another day. But then did you watch Halloween Kills with the dude from The Breakfast Club as Tommy Doyle? Yeah. it, it felt like a lifetime Halloween movie. You would think it would be a lot tougher. In that movie, he just kind of like... Eh. You find out he reaches a certain point where he just like becomes weak sauce again. Well, I mean, he does, too. I mean, he rallies everybody. But yeah. it just it was so disjointed and badly written yeah. that like it felt like they were kind of just like... As they went along, like, okay, let's have this scene here now. And then, like, they get to a new place, and they're like, okay, Michael's there. Oh, you know what would be cool right here? Let's do a scene where it's the... That's what it felt like yeah. that movie was, where it was just they were kind of coming up. and I'm, They knew where they, they had to start. They were coming up with it as they went. Yeah, they knew where they had to start, and they knew where they had to end. But they're like, let's get out there, and we'll just come up with scenes as we go. That's what <laughs> Halloween Kills felt like to me. Gotcha. Now, I will tell you this. As I've been thinking about Halloween ends... It is very. I have a little bit different opinion than my initial opinion. It it is very unique. <laughs> um, I'll warn you that there's not a lot of Michael Myers in it, but is it all G, at least Jamie Lee Curtis? Stuff? Jamie Lee Curtis is is the main <laughs> character in it and everything, and she's she's she has a lot more to do than she did in Halloween Kills, sitting in the hospital the whole movie. Yeah, um, but. I will say that there, it, it puts more emphasis on another character that they introduce in the movie and you'll get to see it and you'll get to see how it's really kind of a, a, a rumination or a thought piece on where does evil come from? How does it begin? All that kind of stuff like Michael got his evil from wherever. What if this other person got found the, evil, the evil and how did that how does that happen to a normal person? So, it kind of goes through a whole explanation of, here's this person, he's just a normal person, you know, not looked at bad, not looked at good, whatever, just a normal person. Certain circumstances happen, I won't say what it is, and he becomes a pariah, and it's almost like he's pushed into insanity. So, but then Michael Myers is you know, then you have the climax and everything like that. And there's some badass, awesome scenes in it, but yeah. it's, it's very weird. And I didn't like it at first, but I had a huge bad taste in my mouth from kills. Yeah. And so I felt like if they would have got to this place in Halloween ends a different way and like set it up more to where you would actually have more Michael Myers in this new one, uh-huh. it would have worked out a lot better. But I will tell you, don't go in it with a negative attitude like I did. And, I, you may find even when you watch it the first time even going in with a positive attitude you're like this is stupid this is not a michael myers movie yeah. but you may go you know what they tried something different they tried to make something new and as i'm sitting here thinking about it now i don't think it's that, that bad it's i think it's actually better than halloween kills Well, you hated you didn't like Halloween Kills though. Yeah, but this one has way less Michael Myers in it. But I think I liked it more than all the kills he had in the second one. But that's what because I felt like it was kind of a make it up as you go type of thing. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, All right, cool. So, uh, which favorite scene in this movie? Uh, probably man (laughs) (laughs) the kiss scene. (laughs) <laughs> no, when 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 Seth Green uh, comes at him with the the uh, turkey. Oh, look thing. at me! I'm Leatherface. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite scene. Um, what is my favorite? Yeah, I guess when when he kills his friends and you got those kills and everything. And I can't breathe. I, I probably just got knocked out. Just that whole thing when they come over and then he buries them and they come back to life. Yeah. And I guess th- like all that together is probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. I have an inhaler that looks a lot like Anton's. Mm-hmm. And first of all, when he's being those close to that those cops, mm-hmm. they would have smelt it immediately. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they actually grabbed it and said, what is this? What Cobb doesn't look at it and immediately say that the mouthpiece is a bowl and not a mouthpiece. Exactly. And, I don't know. It's just, that, so again, there's many, many Rachel moments in this movie. I'm kind of wondering you know, if this was like a graphic like, novel before they made it into a film. I don't think it was. I think it was just written. I could see something like that, though, you know? Yeah, they had to get out. I mean, obviously, a lot of this is inspired by the Evil Dead, too, yeah. and Ash's fight yeah. with his own hand and right. everything. So, you know... You gotta imagine maybe one night they were just watching Evil Dead 2, and they go, "You know what? We should probably make that into a movie. What if it was just like this hand that got possessed? Oh yeah, and then you could chop it off, and it was like a teenager dude. Oh, and then you know maybe built from that. I, I have a that's what you want to have. Definitely to ripped off from Evil Dead 2. So. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at The Post Credit Podcast. Except for Twitter, we at The Post Credit. Our email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com, and we're on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a hand.